Hello, and welcome to the Holistic Money Podcast. I'm your host, certified financial planner and money mindset coach, Whitney Morrison. Over the past seven years, I've taken myself from credit card debt and no savings to a seven-figure net worth. I did this without a budget or a restrictive money plan, but instead, smart, sustainable, wealth-building strategies combined with changing my relationship with money. In this podcast, you'll learn the ins and outs of my no-budget philosophy, practical wealth-building strategies, and key mindset shifts to make it happen. There is no shortage of information out there to tell you what to do with money, but teaching you how to think and feel about money, that's my secret sauce. If you've been waiting for a podcast that gives you actionable strategies to not only build wealth, but also feel really good while you're doing it, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Holistic Money Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking with you about financial goals. I think financial goals are one of the most underrated components of money coaching and money planning that's out there. I think a lot of people overlook money goals because they don't think they're a sexy or fun part of their financial planning process. But I'm going to sell you in this episode on why money goals are so sexy and so fun and so critical to your financial journey. I'm going to talk about specifically why people don't set financial goals and how they end up using their financial goals as a weapon instead of a tool. I'm going to tell you why setting financial goals is so incredibly important to the success of your financial life. And then lastly, I'm going to teach you the four financial goals that all of you need to set, and I'm going to talk you through how to set them. So this episode is going to be packed with a ton of value for you so that you can effectively start to set money goals not hate them, and actually hit them. Are you ready? Let's go. I want to tell you first why most people don't set financial goals for themselves. And the reason why is because they end up using their financial goals as a weapon against themselves instead of a tool to actually help them on their financial journey. So I want all of you to think about a hammer. There are several different ways that you can use a hammer. First way that you can use a hammer is you can use a hammer to help you build a house. You can take a nail and use minimal effort by using the hammer properly to more efficiently and easily nail a nail into wood. That's one way you can use a hammer. Another way you can use a hammer is to hit yourself in the face. That's another way that you can use a hammer. The first way that I just told you how to use a hammer is an effective, helpful way to use a hammer. The second way you could use the hammer is an unhelpful and hurtful way to use a hammer. I want you to think about money goals the exact same way. You literally have two options when it comes to money goals. You can use it as an effective tool or you can use it as a way to actually hurt yourself. So there are effective ways that you can use money goals and there are ineffective ways that you can use money goals. And the only difference between those two ways is just this. It's the way that you think about your money goals. So a lot of you, I know that whenever you set money goals, you think about them in a way that makes you feel pressured or stressed or worried or overwhelmed. And I just want to tell you, setting a money goal doesn't just do that to you, right? The reason why you experience that is because of the way that you are actually thinking about this money goal. So for example, let's say you want to increase your income by $50,000 next year. If you set that goal for yourself and the way that you think about that money goal is the only way that I'm gonna be able to actually hit this money goal is if I work harder, if I spend less time with my family, I'm gonna have to sacrifice so much of my time and energy to make more money. The way that that feels to you, if that's the way that you're thinking about this money goal, it's not gonna feel very good. 
you're going to feel pressured. You're going to feel that stress. You're going to feel that overwhelm. Or if you have a money goal that you want to spend $3,000 every single month on your lifestyle. If that's the money goal that you set for yourself and the way that you think about that money goal is that this is going to be really hard. It's not enough money. I'm never going to make this work. I'm just going to constantly disappoint myself. Then when you think about your money goal that way, it's going to feel like pressure. It's going to feel like a money goal that doesn't feel good for you. And so many of you, you set these goals with unintentional negative thoughts about them that create a lot of bad feelings for you. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to really be clear on how am I viewing my money goals? Am I viewing them as something that makes me feel pressured? Like if I don't hit this goal, then I'm a failure. I'm a failure to myself and I'm a failure to my family. Or am I thinking about this money goal in a way that excites me? in a way that helps me grow, in the way that inspires me, in a way that pushes me, because those are two very different ways to think about the exact same thing, a money goal that you set in front of you. And if you're going to set money goals, which I highly recommend that all of you set these money goals, you also want to be clear and intentional on how you are going to think about them. So if you're going to set an income goal to make $50,000 more this year, You want to create some thoughts about that money goal that has you feel motivated. Like this is totally doable. If someone else can do it, then so can I. In order to make $50,000, all I need to do is sell 10 more products or 10 more services, whatever it is that you think you need to do in order to hit this money goal. I want you to get clear on that and I want you to make sure that the way that you're thinking about it actually feels good for you. Because if it doesn't, then you will end up using these money goals as a weapon against yourself, which is why so many of you don't actually end up setting money goals. So let me tell you why setting money goals is so important. The first reason why setting money goals is so important is because it gives your money direction. It gives your money intention. Without setting money goals, then money just kind of happens to you. You make it, it comes in your bank accounts, and it goes out without any real intention on where it's going. And if you're not intentional with where your money is going and why it's going there, then your life is just going to kind of happen to you. You're going to wake up and look around and not feel like you have any say in the reality of your financial life. But when you set financial goals for yourself, you are actually giving your money direction and intention from your higher self. When you're out in the world, when you are shopping or when you are looking for that new car or that new house, your brain is going to want to get that dopamine hit. It is going to want to make the decision that feels the best in the moment. But the reason why we want to set money goals is because it allows you to look at your life holistically. And it allows you to think about where you want your money to go and why from a holistic perspective versus being in the moment and making the decision that your brain is going to want to make, which is to make you feel good in the moment to get that dopamine hit, to get that thing that you want. The second reason why money goals are so important to set for you is because it allows you to work on your beliefs about money. The moment you set a money goal for yourself, whether it is an income goal, whether it's a lifestyle goal, whether it's a savings goal, whether it's an investing goal, the moment you set your goal, your brain is going to offer you all of those weaponizing, unhelpful thoughts about 
money, about your goal, about what you're capable of. And you want to expect that to happen. Honestly, you want to know that your brain is just going to naturally offer that to you because whenever you are presented with an opportunity to do something that you've never done or grow in a way that you've never grown before, your brain's going to have resistance to it because it's like, hello, we don't know how to do this. This is dangerous. This is uncomfortable. This is not the safe space on your couch watching Netflix. This is going to require you do things that you've never done before. And your brain's going to react with a bunch of different thoughts. When you set money goals, it's an opportunity to see those thoughts, to see the weaponizing thoughts that your brain offers you about the goal. And it's an opportunity to work on those, to intentionally look at the way that you think about what's possible for you, the way that you think about money, the way that you think about your potential, the way that you think about wealth, and start to revamp that and change that because goals will bring up your limiting beliefs. They will have you be able to see what's keeping you stuck and in your current position more clearly because the moment you're presented with something new and more challenging and that's going to require you to grow, you're going to see every single belief that stands in between you and actually hitting that. The third reason why money goals are so important is because they actually help you grow as a person. Whenever you achieve your goal, it means you've grown. I want you to think about signing up for a 10K. Think about what's required for you to actually finish the 10K. Well, you're going to have to start getting off the couch and going for a walk. Maybe you start with a walk and then you start with a slow jog, and then you start running, and then you start running one mile, and three miles, and then five and a half miles. And you want to think about who you're becoming in the process of making that commitment to yourself. You're someone who's getting up, who's keeping promises, who is actually going to work out when they don't feel like it, when they had a bad day. The same goes for achieving your money goals. Whenever you set a new financial goal for yourself, You will do things that you haven't done before, whether it's have an uncomfortable conversation with your boss, whether it's really start to think about how you can provide more value to the company that you work at or to your customers or communicate your value more effectively and more clearly, or actually find that new position that you really wanted to look for that you just haven't taken the time to do, right? All of these things require you to grow and get out of your comfort zone as a person. That is another amazing, amazing reason why you want to set money goals for yourself. Let's talk about the four money goals that every single one of you want to make sure that you have on your financial journey. First money goal that I want you all to have is income goals. I want you to set income goals for yourself and make sure that you actually ground your income goals in reality. For example, I had a client recently that I was working with and we were working on her income goals and she told me that she wanted to make $100,000 more next year than what she was currently making. And I said, that's wonderful. Let's look at how you could potentially do that. The first financial goal that I want all of you to set for yourself is an income goal. And I want you to set this goal on an annual basis. I want you to look at the next 12 months and decide how much more money you want to make. Now, it can be so easy just to grab from the sky and be like, I want to make $50,000 more. I want to make $100,000 more. But I want all of you to make sure that you ground your income goal in some sort of reality. And the way that you can do this is you can think to yourself, okay, how could this potentially happen? I had a client recently that I was working with. She told me she wanted to make $100,000 more in the next year. And I started to ask her, okay, let's explore how this could potentially happen for you. 
right now you're making 250,000, so that would bring your income up to 350,000. What are some ways that you think this could happen? Do you think that this is a raise you could potentially get at your current job? And she said, well, no, I really don't think I'm gonna be able to get a big raise this year at my current job because we're doing budget cuts and I just got a big raise last year and I don't really think that I'm gonna be able to make $100,000 more. And I said, okay, well, how much more are you gonna ask for this year? as it relates to your comp. Well, I'm actually not gonna ask for that much more money this year because I'm pretty happy with my compensation at my work. Okay, so if we're not gonna look for that money in your current job, are you gonna start to look for a new job then? Have you considered looking for another job that's gonna get you a promotion faster and potentially increase your income faster? And she said, well, I just really don't wanna think about that this year. I'm at my current position and I know there's a lot of growth and I really am kind of interested in a new department. So I may actually just do that instead okay, so you don't wanna look for a new job. That sounds good. So it sounds like the way that you're gonna be able to make this additional $100,000 is by starting a side hustle, maybe doing some consulting work. We've been talking about that. Is this the year that you wanna actually start your consulting business? And she said, you know what? This year, I really just wanna focus on more balance. I don't wanna start my consulting business this year. I wanna have more work-life balance. And so when we really started to look at her income goal of $100,000, The truth was, is that she didn't actually want to make $100,000 more next year. She thought she did, but when we really broke it down and looked at all of her options and all the different ways that she could get there, she didn't want to do it. Now, we could look at that one of two ways. We could look at that as limiting money beliefs, or we could look at that as her genuinely saying, you know what? I don't want to do what it takes to make more money. So for you, I want you to think about the same thing. When you're setting your money goal for yourself, I want you to make sure that's grounded in reality. I want you to stress test, pressure test your income goal against what could potentially happen and then start to create your next steps that you're gonna take, that growth step to get to your income goal that you set for yourself. Whether it's scheduling a raise conversation with your boss, whether it's taking on five new clients, whether it's increasing your prices, whether it's launching a side hustle, whether it's deciding to rent out a room in your house on Airbnb and making an additional $1,000. There are so many different ways that you can do it. But I want to make sure that when you set the income goal, you actually really want to do it and that you're willing to do what it takes to actually hit the income goal. The second kind of financial goal that I want all of you to set for yourself are lifestyle goals. Lifestyle goals are the amount of money that you spend on your present day lifestyle. And your lifestyle is broken up into two categories, your bills and your habits. So you want to get really clear on how much you want to spend on your lifestyle. Some of you may be like, yeah, I want to spend as much money as I can on my lifestyle. But the truth is, is that if you spend as much money as you can on your lifestyle, it means that you're saying no to future security, future freedom, and future ease with money. So when you're thinking about setting your lifestyle goal for yourself, you really want to think about actually how much money do you want to spend on your lifestyle? And yes, you can make that decision before the month starts. If there's a part of your brain that's like, I can't just decide how much my lifestyle is going to cost, I want you to consider the usefulness of that thought for you. How does that thought feel for you? And when you're believing you can't just decide how much money you're going to spend on your lifestyle, what is it that you do, and what are the results that you get? Because I guarantee you it's much more useful for you to believe that you can decide how much money you're going to spend on your lifestyle and then hold yourself accountable to actually doing that, not because you have to, but because you want to. 
you really want to spend that amount of money on your lifestyle. And I generally recommend about 50% of your gross income on your lifestyle. Now, I know a lot of you aren't going to start here, and that is totally okay. It is something that we work towards over time. The third financial goal that you want to set for yourself are your savings goals. Your savings goals are those goals that you want to have additional money saved for. So they're the bigger ticket expenses. They're the short-term future you expenses that you have within the next zero to two years. So think about an emergency fund. That is a savings goal. Think about going on a big vacation. That would be a savings goal. Think about sending your kid to college or getting married. Anything that you plan to do in the next zero to two years that you know you want to save money for. I generally recommend 5 to 10% of your gross income go towards these savings goals. And these savings goals are here to help you achieve those bigger ticket items that you want. Now, a lot of you, I know you like to keep all of your money in one savings account, but here's what I'll tell you. I find that when my clients do that, they tend to double allocate the money in their savings account. So they'll be like, okay, I have $20,000 in this bucket and I could use 10,000 of it for an emergency if that happens. And I could use 5,000 for this trip that I have coming up, or I could use it for the recording studio that I want to put in my house. And before you know it, they've allocated that $20,000 towards multiple goals and they aren't really clear exactly how much money they want to be putting towards these different areas of their life. Me, I have like five different savings goals that I put money towards every single month. And I have money automatically coming from my operating account into my savings goals every single month. So I like to have a goal for myself. How much of my gross income do I want to go towards these short-term future me buckets? And I do around 5 to 10%, and that's generally what I recommend for my clients as well. The last and final goal that I want all of you to set for yourself is an investing goal. Your investing goal is for those expenses that you have in the next 5 to 30 years or whenever your retirement age is. You want to make sure that you have at least 15 to 20% of your gross income going towards your investing. And here's what I'll tell you. If you don't start there, it's okay. It's a North Star. It's something that we work on over time. There are two main types of investing goals that I think all of you need to have. Number one is your life account. So this is that midterm investing bucket. You've heard me talk about this a lot in some of my other episodes, but I talk about wanting to have a life bucket. Now, traditionally, you may not have like a clear vision on how you actually want to use this bucket, but it's still so great to have it. I just want you to think about your life five to 10 years from now and having what I like to call this freedom fund, this life bucket for you to be able to use the money in the event you need it. Let's say you want to go on a sabbatical. You want to leave your work for three months and you want to travel or just take some time off or you want to buy your first investment property or start a business or make an investment in a syndicate deal. You will have this money that's growing for you that's going to give you more options and more freedom in five to 10 years from now. And I think it's a great thing to do in addition to your long-term investing bucket, which is your retirement accounts. This is the money that you will use when you are 59 and a half and older, and you can actually start to supplement 
your income with your retirement accounts later. So these are the investing accounts that you want to have. And the investing goal that you want to set for yourself is how much money do I want to save every single month towards my investing bucket? I highly suggest setting up your investing contributions on a monthly basis instead of just investing when you feel like it. Because the way I want you to think about your investments are I want you to think about them the same way you think about paying your light bill or paying your rent or paying your mortgage. Think about it as a baked in aspect of your lifestyle. Think about it as a non-negotiable expense. There are things that you never question spending money on, like I said, paying your electric bill or paying your Netflix subscription. Those aren't things that you're like, hmm, should I or shouldn't I do this this month? They're just automatically coming out of your accounts without you thinking about it. That's the exact same way I want you to interact with and engage with at least your retirement accounts, ideally both of your investments. And the reason why is because this is what's going to create that future freedom, that future security, and that future ease with money. So to recap, the four different financial goals I want all of you to set for yourself are income goals, lifestyle goals, which is the amount of money you spend on your lifestyle in the present day, savings goals, which are those zero to two year future you goals, and the last are your investment goals. If you don't have an easy, clear system that tells you your percentages, that gives you feedback on these goals, then you need to get in the Holistic Money program because this is exactly the work that we do together. We look at designing your money plan, making sure that it's something that you love, looking at your thoughts about it, understanding your financial goal setting, and optimizing your mind and your feelings and your actions so that you actually bring this plan to life. And that's what I love about the work that I do with holistic money because I take a holistic approach to actually helping you achieve your financial goals. And that's exactly what we're doing in this video, too, is I'm teaching you a holistic way to think about your goals, to get to the root of your goals and why you want them and how to think about them so you can actually bring them to life. All right, everyone, I hope you have a great week and I will see you in the next episode. Have you ever built a budget, but within weeks felt exhausted by the spreadsheets, the upkeep, or the restrictive spending categories? If so, you are not alone. Budgeting has never worked for me, so I created a new way, money mapping. Money mapping has all of the things you need to be successful in your wealth building journey. It's simple, organized, and automated, but most importantly, it offers a completely new way to relate to money and manage it in your life. If you're ready to kick off your no budget strategy for building wealth, sign up for my free money map training at www.holistic-money.com forward slash money map. Here's to building wealth with ease.